hello hello it's a lovely and really really cold day in lagos state i do not understand why is this weather looking like hamatan now i thought we all went out of it in 2021 see i'm right here in my hoodie or long sleeve because i'm feeling really really cold i hope you're all warmed up as well hello my name is toluwala share and if you're listening to me for the very first time i'm that mental chick and you're welcome to the out expression podcast this is a safe space and a community where we discuss issues regarding mental health and basic things as we are navigating this 20 plus life as a nigerian so like i promised you guys sometime last week or so i said i'll try as much as to have more people more guests on this podcast so today we have someone very very delightful and delectable and he will be speaking on things he wishing knew as a tech bro because we understand a lot of people are going into technology trying to upskill themselves so that they can be making money and by money i don't mean to deny i don't mean deny they're cashing out in euros and pounds and dollars because me too i want it and like i said i want everyone to win this year and as much as we're getting those skills we need to understand how to keep a balanced life so today we're going to be talking about things i wish i knew as a tech pro so it's with me i have i don't know i know you i know you don't like me calling you tosin so i was like literally trying to think about what to call you but with me i have amosu james if you guys listen to my last podcast i had a conversation with bukola where i said i knew someone who was a data analyst and voila i just spoke to him and he said oh that would love to be here so he's here with me today so tosin james anyone so which one would you like for me to call you just in okay so uh introduce yourself and let people know who you are and what you do Thank you very much, Tolu Alashet. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, my name is Olua Tosi. I'm also popularly known as James in the tech world. So, popularly <laughs> known as James. So, I, I'm a data scientist and uh, a freelance data scientist. And uh, I, I'm really excited to be here. Mm, okay. one of very few words maybe was, i was person that would say oh, my favorite color is this i like this and let people really know you just beyond your data science but it's lovely and lovely to have you here today so um like i said earlier a lot of people have been going into tech and you've been doing it for how long now how long have you been there i've been doing data science for over a year and uh, two months now a year and two months so that would be 14 months like people would say i don't understand why we not say just 14 months you're saying a year and two months but it's cool it's cool so what does data science really entail because me i have basic excel skills what does that mean is it more than just having to know excel and all those stuff uh, actually there are, when it comes to the world of data there are different roles and uh, that requires different skill sets so we have data analyst which is also known as business intelligence developer okay. we also have data engineers mm, interesting. we have data scientists okay we have um research analyst all right we, we also have research scientists so we we also have product analysts so we have different data rules that requires different skill sets well, when we talk basically about data scientists, it involves building machine learning models and deploying it to production. So there are different, there are various ways that companies use models to improve their efficiency and to 
to satisfy their customers more so it's actually so there are a lot of details a lot of activities involved when it comes to building machine learning model but when it comes to data science it's basically building of machine learning models so okay building of machine learning models I won't I don't want to bore anybody so we'll just leave it at that and if you don't understand anymore please consult the oracle Google consult today so I'm just joking so you said you've been learning or you've been in that line for 14 months why data science why data science for you yeah thank you very much that's very good question I'm interested in so I think four years ago I started with android app development so that's basically xml and java xml stands for extensible mac language and java so i was having a lot of problems understanding the concepts of all these programming languages java you know so i had a, I had a lot of problems so i had to step back so and reevaluate myself so i started data i went into data 14 months ago and uh, i realized that this is something i really want this is something i really want actually the essence of going into tech is because of my passion for robotics mm. so but then i knew i have to start from somewhere that's a very big step i have to start from somewhere so i, I tried out working with data using microsoft Excel. it was cool it was something i love so I tried to advance and then I went into data science. So I realized that it's something interesting and it's an exciting field to be in. So that's it. Okay. So it's it's nice to hear that you you didn't go into data science at first. You explored some other means that finally brought you to this journey. So this is basically that we don't actually have to know everything from the start. You just need to pick up something, try it, and if you don't like it, you can try out for something else that's similar that can eventually lead you to that path. So I try to say like with data science now because I you mentioned the keyword when you're defining your data science and you mentioned machine learning. So I'm pretty sure somewhat, some way, anyhow, it would lead you to the path of robotics that you're interested in. When we talk about machine learning, it's kind of related to you know, machine learning is just like a subset of artificial intelligence. Okay. So, and when we talk about robotics, we are talking of artificial intelligence. So, machine learning is still part of artificial intelligence. So, so, it's a subset of artificial intelligence. So, like I said, just going into robotics is a very bold step. So, I have to start from somewhere. I have to know how to program, how to write a program. I have to, even for artificial intelligence, I have to nail my mathematics and statistics. So there are some foundations I need to have and machine learning is the right path to get into that particular stage. I also love to say that what actually made it easy for me is that this time around, my purpose is connected okay. to the programming language. I said earlier on that I had a lot of problems understanding the concepts yeah. when I was learning Java. That was because a friend of mine, okay, a roommate, my roommate then was into Android app development. So I felt 
so there was some form of influence there, there was some like form of influence that okay i can do this too but i got it wrong but now there's a purpose that's the difference so it was kind of easy failure actually is not an option for me so i have to just sit down and study this thing because i have to get there so there's a purpose of learning this programming language this time around so it was quite easy for me to you know get exactly so so okay that's lovely to hear so i've known james i'm not used to calling him james but we'll just go with what people call him but i call him tosi anyway so i've known james for a couple of years now and we both went to uni together and um, most times i usually see him i usually see him behind computer i didn't really necessarily understand what he was doing then but he was always somewhere behind the computer typing or doing one or two things but it's nice that there is now more clarity towards what he's doing and by the way he's a recent graduate from federal university of technology Accra, and he won a scholarship i cannot pronounce it i'm very sure he will be able to pronounce it and now my question goes to those people that are learning and are currently in school what was that journey for like for you oh tell take me around like the journey for you like the scholarship and then balancing it with school because most people now are getting into tech and they are still in uni trying to sort out figure out their lives as well yeah if i'm to talk on that i can talk a whole day on that but i will just try and uh, summarize everything so it has been a long journey though it's just a year and uh, two months that's 14 months but to me there has been a lot into it so uh, when i started i got two scholarships um the first one was predictive analysis for business so that was where i was taught i was taught machine learning all these machine learning algorithms so i was we were using autrix then also i got another scholarship cloud native applic application architecture nano degree so so if you've taken either city nano degree probably you understand what is meant to juggle two other city scholarships together and also working and your school you know juggling everything together with academics so it's kind of difficult process but what really helped me to manage my time well was that i i like all activities that i know that i can give i can source it out so those activities i source it out then i focus on what's really important to me then which is those scholarship and my uh, work client work so most of the time i'm always with my computer working or attending classes online so with lectures too i attend lectures occasionally not all the time so let me just say it's god that really helped me because <laughs> it's, it's it's really kind of complicated to, to explain everything and let me just say it's god that really helped me but my own work was also part of it i put in the work i was able to manage my time i um i was ready to spend to give out all those you uh, don't dance work for people to help me out with okay all right no well, uh, if you think about it that way now so it's your own thinking and opinions by the way so okay so it seems like you were all well put out if i hear say you were, were all well put out be honest and be vulnerable on this podcast what are you saying 
okay literally how did it affect you because uh, even prior to the time that we came on this podcast you mentioned you being burnt out during that process because you were pushing yourself beyond all means so how did it affect you mentally yeah actually uh when i started out i had a plan of just watching everything like you know i'm that kind of person that i can finish this next two months now can finish this thing so i want to watch everything and be fast i was so consistent like that really led to burn out at a point because i'm always at my computer learning absolutely doing any nothing else apart from learning so after some months i i burnt out so to take break i i i tried to learn after that but it was difficult for me because anytime I try, it was just as if I want to die. I just don't have the energy, the motivation wasn't there. So for like uh, two weeks, I couldn't do anything. So I really felt bad that, oh, for two weeks, it has never happened. So I really felt bad. So that made me to sit down and uh, reevaluate myself and um, look into the system I'm using to study and they look for a, a better approach to study. Before, I, like, as I said earlier, I used to go days without sleep at times, go three days, sometimes four days with just three to four hours sleep daily. I decided, okay, this new year, I want to change this method. So it's better to have a balanced approach. It's better to be learning every day for a particular number of hours than to learn for three days without rest then go for four four days break no so i i actually understand that it's important to learn every day so i dedicated 10 hours daily to work so unlike before that it was almost 21 hours daily so that way i have enough time to rest every day and also recharge for the next day so that we able to be effective and uh, progress fast. So with that, I think overall, overall performance increases with that method. That's the method I've been um, employing this year and overall performance increases. And so I think that's the best way to manage stress. It's better to learn every day for a particular number of hours than to go a day 21 hours, like three days, then take five days break. So I think, I think that's not it better way to be it yeah hearing what you basically said you, you you saw those hurdles and then you found a way to work around you. though it came at a cost financially it cost you yeah so you burning out when the burnt out happened when you're in school because i understand you just finished uni were you in school how did it affect your academics basically oh so that time it's really affected it actually it affected my scholarship how wow. yeah yeah, it affected me. I will say that despite all the time I put into it. So uh, the program is expected to finish on September 21. Mm-hmm. So first day of the month, September 1st, mm. I still have two projects to go. Okay, you haven't done the project. Yeah, to yeah the content is kind of comprehensive and uh, difficult, like it's voluminous. Yeah, okay. It's voluminous and it's, it's difficult to combine that with school. Very, very difficult, like I would say that. Out of six projects, I still have two projects to go. I've successfully completed four, but I still have two projects to go. On an average, a project takes two weeks okay. to complete. So that's really a challenge for me. And uh, that was exactly the time 
that was exactly exactly the time i'm still doing my exams so it, it was a moment of turbulence for me like it was really crazy like you putting all the work from december 2020 then september 2021 you are saying that everything is gonna be a waste like uh, like it was very so thanks to god the um suspension the program date was extended to i think a month to a month was added to the program deadline so it actually helped me to increase my prayer so so that would have been a catastrophe like the number one mistake that not taking that mental serious would have cost me that's what i'm that's exactly what so, affected so, me. So, so I couldn't. What did you do during that time when you experienced that burnout? What did you do to relieve yourself? So I actually I took some time off from work. I like I said earlier, I tried to work but it wasn't just working for me. Like I'm a very stubborn person when it comes to being adamant with my goals. So I tried to work but it wasn't just working. So I had to take some time off work. I around uh, that time i was um, i used to go to my friend's place dami stays at southgate mm-hmm. i'll have some time with him sometimes i would just go to my friend's place gabriel at southgate i have so many friends at southgate <laughs> so in school so i would just spend some little time with them come back sleep play game i used to play game on my laptop then for like one or two weeks despite the fire i know that time is going I, I needed those breaks in order to get back so that's one of the consequences of not managing that's the major consequence so so you experienced burnout i can see now that you're wearing glasses because when i knew you were not wearing glasses so you've joined the four eyes gang we have been wearing glasses right away a fun fact about me i've been wearing glasses since secondary school and i would say since 2012 and it's 2021 now so i've been wearing glasses for almost a decade almost almost a decade so he's just wearing it for many months now <laughs> for let's say six months six months and i guess it's also one of the consequences of not taking care of yourself while you were behind the screen yeah exactly so so i have to get the glasses because i stay with my computer all the time so, and uh, i used to feel some itches in my eyes like water running down from my eyes and also so i went to see a physician and a direct optician optician optician. i'm sorry for that (laughs) so (laughs) so i got one and uh, since then it have i've never experienced any issues with my eyes so everything has been going on fine okay so opticians then okay so because we're talking about opticians so i thought to just look it up so there, there are opticians they are optometrists they are ophthalmologists and they are literally like there's a difference between all of them so opticians are technicians designed they are, they are basically trained to design your glasses your lenses and everything an ophthalmologist is an eye doctor so they are the ones that actually went to school for as in get as it be an optometrist an optometrist are healthcare professionals who provide primary vision care ranging from sight testing and correction to diagnosis so i think most of the ones that we have are optometrists 
the M the MDs are the one that is called ophthalmologist. So if I didn't pronounce it, I think it's ophthalmologist. But we'll be fine last last. So it's lovely to see that you're welcome to the team by the way. Four eyes. It's not easy. <laughs> probably do, do. you can decide not to wear it and just leave it at home use it for decoration no no i can't do that because i'm just playing with uh, fire let me say i'm playing with fire <laughs> wait are they corrective or they are the ones you have to wear permanently no they, this is a blu-ray glass that um help against the brightness coming from the computer okay. you know so, it so filter exactly to filter it so there wouldn't, wouldn't be too much of the light entering my eyes so most of it is um deflect, deflect yeah. reflected yeah. by so so so, yeah. so the thing is you're not actually so oh goodness so it's actually not wearing glasses like me that he, like he can i think his eyesight is okay like he can see long distance short distance it's just when he uses the system he has been exposed to too many of those lights so that's his reason why so i don't know whether i should welcome you i should collect my welcome back but it's it's okay it's all right it's, it's fine no hard feelings here and there so yeah it's cool so i would like to talk about how these parts like you're currently in learning the learning phase for you how it affected your relationships because human beings are very very much connected even as much as we do not want to accept it we're in living in a very interconnected world there's no how you want to leave this earth you would not have to have a relationship with someone or have to meet someone so how did this learning curve while you were learning how did it affect your relationships with your friends with your family basically just relationships with people because we're seated behind the desk for a very very long time yeah it's really had a profound impact when it comes to my relationship with people because pe- people i'm close with that we had good relationship even before i started i realized that uh, we are not that cool together anymore so people that i can just call anytime talk to them so i have to i have to ask for their permission first like we are not really that cool together so it has affected my relationship with some friends it has even ended some relationship with some people because our goals does not align so it actually helped filter friends that do not add value to my career and that's one thing i'm really glad of so it's not something i regret doing because most of all these times too, most of all these relationships, they are not, they don't eat productive results. They are not productive enough, you understand? So, so it's not something I regret. I actually, I'm actually glad that it helped me filter unnecessary discussions, um, unproductive meetings, stuff like that. So I can really focus on what's important. And I still maintain my relationship with people that I value, people that uh, I appreciated their time in my life. Like, yeah, we still maintain great relationships. So, ever since I even changed my approach of learning, I've, I've been able to create time for people, most especially during weekends. So, we talk, have some uh, discussion, exactly. So, that's just basically it. But I also like to say one thing that really, that was really a game changer for me was at midway, I was able to figure out how to learn before, you know, when you start learning and it's becoming a constant thing, at a point you figure out how to learn effectively. So, it was really a game changer. I took a course on uh, Coursera then, learning how to learn. 
by Barbara Oakley. So it, it was it was really a game changer. So I took time to understand how the brain works, how to learn effectively and less frustrated. So that was really what really helped me to manage my time and still have time for people at the end of the day. So okay, so it was basically a learning curve. So from everything that you said, it just seems very glaring that you allowed you were you were teachable and you allowed yourself to learn during that process at a point where you didn't you did I don't think you literally thought about what it would cost you. Well, you didn't. You had an idea of what it would cost you, but you did not know the gravity of what it would cost you to get those skills that you have now. So, along your journey, or now with the current state that you're in, do you have any regrets? Anything that you thought you would have done better if you were given the chance to start all over again? That's that's really a thoughtful question. But I'm more grateful than I have. I have a lot of achievement. I'm more grateful than having more regrets. Okay. So I'm grateful for all the achievements I've been able to make in just a in just 14 months. But when we talk about regrets, it's not. I don't want to see it as regret because I don't really think I get something. Okay, except for the fact that uh, I couldn't manage my mental health effectively. So it was if I'm to start all over, I wouldn't joke with that. So I would take it more seriously because I used to take it with levity before. Yeah. I, I used to take with I used time. to like I used to look at people talking about my child that what was really important in this this was really important. So so what was really important in this but I have seen the practical part of it if I'm to start all over, I would not take it jokingly because thank God they extended, uh, they, uh, there was an extension for the program deadline. So it shouldn't have been what we are talking now. So I'm really, uh, I really take account of that. And also, if I'm to start again, I would learn how to learn. Learn how to learn. What do you mean by learn how to learn? I will learn how to learn because there are some scientific and proven techniques that can help you learn effectively. So I got to realize that midway. You can actually learn anything, no matter how complicated or difficult it is, once you get a grasp of it. So there are a lot of details um, to that, but that's not what I want to go into. But if I'm to summarize it, when talking about learning how to learn, we are talking about, there are basically two types of thinking. We have the diffuse, diffuse mode thinking, and we have the, the focused mode thinking. What's the difference? The difference is that the focused mode thinking employs what is called the Pomodoro techniques. The Pomodoro techniques is just having 20 minutes to set apart to focus on something. No distraction, your phone is switched off, the television is switched off, your phone is switched off, no sound. The place is as silent as graveyard. 20 minutes completely for 100% focus, like you are focused completely. So during that focus mode of thinking, new neurons are created in your brain. So as those neurons are created, it allows, it's something like an octopus. Mm-hmm. So as you are learning, within that 20 minutes, the octopus extends his tentacles mm-hmm. towards other neurons. So there is more something like a connection between those neurons. And when there is connection between neurons in your brain, you can learn effectively. That's the best way to learn because it even helps you to um, relate what you are learning to what has been stored in your long-time memory, to other things you've known before. You try to find the connection between what you are just learning and what you knew before. 
so is a really kind of a great way to learn and we also have the the diffuse mode of thinking diffuse mode of thinking is when you are not focusing on a particular thing you are trying to you are trying to uh, you know consider a lot of things at the same time like it's there's something called chunk I don't what know. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Chunk is, yeah, is is more of a mental leap mm-hmm. that unites a bit of information together. Mm-hmm. So, when you are trying to learn something new, as you are learning, a chunk is being formed. Okay. Like it combines all the informations together, and uh, when you like the folder, exactly like a folder, it combines all the information you are learning together so you can you can think of chunks like a strand of air human air like just like a strand yeah of human air and the way the brain works in our prefrontal cortex there uh, we have the working memory there mm-hmm. and in the wo- <laughs> working <laughs> memory in the working memory there are four slots okay. there are four slots so when you are learning and you don't understand this uh, what is called chunk each of these of the of those information you are trying to digest will be taking those slots and when you when you do that that's not an effective way of learning but when you try to form a chunk so you have uh, a lot of information that unites together to form a chunk and that chunk will now take a slot from your work, working memory so for example now let's say you are, t- you, are you are trying to learn machine learning yeah. let's say you are trying to learn machine learning so you learn all of machine learning mm-hmm. and put it together in a chunk mm-hmm. so instead of let's say instead of putting just an algorithm there let's say a linear regression algorithm in your in your working um in your working slots yeah in one of those slots i told you so instead of putting just a linear regression you can actually put the whole of the machine learning there so when you are trying to learn other things so the importance of that is that you have more slots available to focus on more other things while relating with a lot of information that but which one is more effective? A focused or you have to a, a, a blend of both is required. Okay. Most especially when you are trying to learn something new. Oh, okay. A blend yeah, of both. A blend of both. And we have people in the history that that, that made use of this uh, method. We have likes of Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Mm-hmm. We have Salvador, forgotten his name. He's a surrealist uh, painter in the 20th, 20th century, Salvador, yeah. So these are the people that made use of uh, both the diffuse and the focused mode of thinking. So what Thomas Edison does is that he will take a ball bearing, take a ball bearing in his, in his uh, hand, get the share and relax. Then he will make sure that his mind is free from all kind of thoughts. Then immediately sleep into sleep, the ball bearing will fall down and it will clatter. So the the sound from it will wake him up from the sleep. So as as he's sleeping on his chair, he's in the diffuse mode of thinking. He's thinking of a lot of things, consider a lot of things related to his work, to, to what he's currently learning. Then immediately the ball bearing falls down and clatter. The sound will wake him up and immediately he gets into the concentrated mode of thinking. So that way you'll be able to retain information from the diffuse mode, then get to the concentrated mode, then so it's a very 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 effective way of learning that i got to realize that and you can use it to learn any technique so once you understand how the brain works to be easy to sit down and uh, digest any content you like so it's a very very effective way of and i will advise 
anyone to learn how to learn yes, before going into anything there we have it guys so <laughs> james has literally capped it all up for us today so for you when you're learning new things it's best to learn what works for you by learning how to learn and then you can walk your way through it um he's also mentioned the need to just try new things that it's okay even if what you try did not work out you can always try something else and the importance of your mental health in learning new things you don't have to because you're learning something you have to reduce the priority of your mental health it would affect you in the long run so you can always find a way to prioritize both and it will work out for you so that's all we have for you guys today james do you have something to say before we close yeah so that's everything i have to say but i would just advise um that uh, when learning new things you always get it right at first so and it's normal even the best developer in the world they still make use of google the best yeah. developer the in best the world still use, the oracle. Still use oracle so so how much more you that are just trying to break into tech so just feel comfortable know that this is normal but the most important thing is your mindset know that at the end of the day you have to find a way to figure this out and that's where mentorship comes in so very soon i'll be launching my website where i'll be mentoring some people how to break into tech so more details later on that so you can just watch around and and get the best out of it yeah so don't worry i will let you guys know once it's up and ready so i have a question it seems really really unrelated but a female in tech is called because i know they are called tech bros but a female in tech i want to know if tech is actually quite inclusive in their terminologies it's called what uh, i i haven't thought of that before so <laughs> so now start to think about it a female in tech is called what we do not know texas I don't know. I think a technocrat is a technocrat. So yeah, but but there's a term we call everybody tech bro. So a female in tech is called what? I I don't know. Actually, yeah, don't know. So we don't know. But but that's something that we, we all need. Future. This future it starts now. So I, I I I guess we do need to actually think about more inclusive terms when we talk about all these things. But nevertheless, it's been lovely and wonderful having you here, James. Yeah. I look forward to the launch of your website because you see it, it, it does seem that you are you're more you're you're looking to impact people even if you are also making money so it's nice that you're teaching people how they're supposed to break into tech so that's all we have for you guys today you can uh, it's not very much on social media but i'll do so as much to request for all the social media handles should in case you need it so you can reach out to him so it's not much on social media but he does he's not necessarily active but he will see your message and if he does you can also you can always reach out to me uh you can you can o- you can always reach out to me if you really do need to reach out to him so on this note i wish you a lovely lovely day and remember to take care of your mental health it is very very important it starts with doing the little things setting boundaries for yourself setting those boundaries are very very important very very important and basically having a positive mindset especially in a world that's changing so on this note i wish you adieu bye